serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave and david dave stevens david sterling i'm tony for it is monday not our usual sunday because i didn't have a voice yesterday and we'll get into why i didn't have a voice in a little bit uh but uh we're uh course you're doing this podcast david has just returned from disney world again or b again went there and him and his family went there of course i mean they're not it's not that far so and you have a season pass so why not you know yeah um you uh did some drinking there i'm sure did you have anything different you haven't had before um you know what i did not have a single beer Hmm. wait i take that back yeah, I thought, I I thought had, he posted a nice picture. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna yeah. say I had one beer on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, and that was that was a Cronenberg, uh, Blanche from France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only beer I had. Just mm-hmm. cocktails. It was it was wow. honestly it was too hot to mm. to drink. Sure. Too much beer. Sure. I mean, it was every day was mid nineties. Heat index was, I think, like one hundred eight, one hundred nine. Gross. The entire time was there. Wow, man. Yeah, that's that's some humidity right there on top of it. Now i've I've heard stories, David, that Disney World is not doing so hot attendance wise yeah. lately. Yeah, that was a big that... story just last week, wasn't it? So we got yeah, I saw that. Knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a frame of reference because I've I haven't been to Disney World in July, so I don't. I don't really know. I mean, based on that article. It, it seemed very anecdotal, so I don't know if that how accurate that was, but um, it was the crowds were low. I would not say they were they were not nearly as busy as the other times we've been there. But we've been there during busy busier season, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, I enjoyed the fact that there weren't that many people. So I'm not gonna. I was gonna that. say, yeah. I mean, one of the articles that I saw was just looking at wait times. You know, an average wait time was yeah. kind of down. I think it, they were they were trying to compare it to previous years, from what I saw. But still, it is. You know, yeah. How how much of that is? Yeah, heat index of 108, 109. You just kind of don't want to be there, maybe in the middle of July. Yeah, I mean, in terms of wait times, the big rides, the really popular rides, were outrageous. Mm-hmm. But um, the you know this. The uh, standard Disney rides um, weren't terrible. Like the Haunted Mansion is a pretty common ride, and there was like seventy minutes, which is pretty long. Um, oh. But the big rides like Tron sure. and um, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Rise of the Resistance. I mean, those were like 130 minute waits. Well, those rides that you just short. those rides that you just mentioned, they're all at Walt, uh, Walt Disney World. The, yeah, so Tron Tron is at Magic Kingdom. Oh, uh, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy is at Hollywood Studios. Gotcha. The Rise of Resistance is at Hollywood Studios. Um, wait, Guardians of the Galaxy is at Epcot. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I mean, every park has their really big popular rides, and those oh. were crazy long lines. I mean, so I don't know, but those are kind of like you know you, why you don't do a a typical average mean average because they get skewed. Yeah. Um, I I don't think you'd want to compare those. The 
the average rides like Haunted Mansion and Jungle Cruise and Peter Pan's a popular one. You know, those were all in that 70, 80 minute range, sometimes down to 60. I mean, so I don't know. I, I guess, like I said, based on previous times we've been there, spring break and winter and fall where they're busier. I mean, they were shorter. Those average rides were shorter. But um, I just, I've never been there in July, so I don't know what it's like. How long was like the long, long enough waits for me? <laughs> how long was how was long was the wait time for your favorite ride, Ratatouille? Um, so that was when we went. That was seventy, I think, <laughs> six sixty-five, something like that. I mean, we and did Lightning have... Lane, so oh. I didn't have and to worry. According to your wife, you went on that ride by yourself. Yes, that's true. Because your Which kids, I, I was very. Yeah, I was very annoyed by that. The kids have been yeah. on it twice before and yeah. loved it both times. And then all of a sudden yeah. they're like, no, we hate this ride. It's tor- terrible. It's scary. Yeah. I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? Wow. Um, so I went on alone and I sat mm-hmm. with some random dude that also was on it alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, is, is he a new friend now? No, no. He, <laughs> is he, he didn't a, say anything to me. <laughs> is, he a pod, is he a podcast listener? No. I know. I, I should have. I should have slipped him a sticker. But should have should have done yeah. that. Uh, speaking of podcast listeners, so uh, Dave and I, uh, as everybody knows, went to the game on Saturday. We did sit in the beer hall section, section three, right by the over by near the brew hall casuals. I didn't realize how many people were at the game that I knew. Uh, one of which was our old friend uh, Dave, the beer tender from Alloy, oh, nice. who caught me as I was walking to the bathroom by the brew hall. Stepped out and said, "Hey, what's up?" And uh, so, yeah, shout out to him if he's listening. Uh, we'll get him on. I got his, I got his Facebook now, so I'll, I'll get on. He'll get on the podcast at some point again. He is not working at a brewery anymore. Um, oh. He's off. I forgot what he's doing, Dave. You remember what he was doing now? Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot, but yeah, I kind of slipping my yeah. mind right now. Yeah, but he's he's moved on to some other stuff. So yeah, it's good to talk to him for a little bit. Um, I noticed my wife's friend, actually the Amber, the person who is our realtor, she was at the game sitting next to, uh, I think Nate Pence, the Pence Holmes guy who does, uh, I think he does some uh, sponsorships for some of the other podcasts. Um, she was sitting next to him a couple rows or a couple sections over. So, you know, I was like, holy shit, everybody's at this game tonight. So, and it was great weather for the game. Dave. It was, it was I, I don't fantastic. know. If, you know, for a game in the middle of July, you know, we're just talking about Florida weather here, but for even for Minnesota in the middle of July, I don't think you could have had better weather at that time. I think game time kickoff was probably just under 80 degrees. Yeah, it was, it was there was a breeze in the air. It was a, wasn't a trace of humidity. Just perfect night for a game. Wow. It was gorgeous. And they had the uh, they had the lawn layover sponsored by Sun Country Airlines. Uh, doing their they had that going full force. They had a band going. Um, they had uh Minnesota lottery came out and it was pick a was it pick a goose? It was pick a loon, pick a loon, pick a loon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pick a loon duck game uh, for adults. I got a free uh scratch off ticket, which I won nothing on. Dave, what'd you get? I got a keychain, so I mean, I guess as at the end of the day, I ended up being luckier, but quite frankly, I probably would have rolled the dice with another scratch off ticket as well. But uh, keychain's nice, Minnesota State Lottery, it's a nice weight to it. Do you have? Do you have keys? 
I like have keys. Does your truck does your truck use keys? Um, it has one of those. You know, I, I you can push the button and it comes out. Because no, I don't use a key. I just I just tap the handle or and push the start yeah, button yeah. to get it going. But I do have a backup key. There is a keyhole, so if I push yeah. the button, it'll pop out and put it back in. But like for you know the game on Saturday night, we didn't. You know, we we took an Uber, and so I just had my house key. So it was actually kind of nice to have it on the keychain. So it worked out. So it doesn't slip out of my pocket, out of my shorts or something like that. So I'll use keys every once in a while. So yeah, it was a fantastic game. Great to get down there and uh, hang out again. Of course, walking in that stadium, anytime you walk in, especially from the beer hall area, just looking inside and just seeing all that, you know, it's just always blows my mind. Um, yeah. And, and it was, course- it was, it was, it was our bad that, uh, that, you know, I hate to even admit it. It was our first game of the year, which is almost unbelievable. I had a similar kind of situation with the twins. I didn't get to my first twins game until July 4th. So it's just been a busy year with me for work and things going on in the weekend. So it's just been kind of rough, but man, all came back on Saturday night. That was fun to walk in there. Like you said. I forgot how expensive it was to go to this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beer, a Coors Light runs. If you're drinking a Coors Light, 13, I don't think if you were too. Well, we had one, but the Coors 13 Light, bucks. 13 bucks after. Yeah, yeah. if you want a tip, of course, it adds to that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not it's not a cheap uh, outing. So, And for the first time ever, I saw, probably because it was LAFC, they were selling standing room only tickets to this match. Which is crazy. First time ever, but yeah, I hadn't I, I seen them. I hadn't seen it for, I've never seen it. But maybe I haven't looked at the right games. But, mm. um, but those tickets were still going for a nice premium too. So sure. Um, well, yeah, they said that it was the largest crowd in history. Oh, really? Well, there it, was, well, it was. It was packed. I mean, I could. Yeah, I didn't packed. notice that, but I just assume you know most of the games are mm-hmm. considered sellouts, or if not, mm-hmm. very close to that point. But yeah, packed house. It's good times. So we'll get on that game in a little bit. Let's talk about what we are drinking tonight, gentlemen, because of course we are drinking. Um, I'll go first because I've got another beer from Duluth. I totally forgot I picked this beer up. Uh, I've picked up a four pack in Duluth. Totally forgot about it, and saw it in my fridge. I'm like, oh, I'll put this on there. I've had it before on the podcast. I'm sure it is the ODB, the Orde Belique Golden Ale from Blacklist Brewing Company in Duluth, Minnesota. It is their uh, says it's their uh, honoring traditional Belgian processes. Our Orde Belique is the golden gold of Belgium made here in Minnesota. So yeah, seven point seven point five percent. So this is not a uh, not something to take lightly. Um, I should actually be drinking more Belgian beers because when we go to London, we have decided we're not going to Paris. We are going to Bruges. Brugge? Is it Bruges? Oh, Bruges. 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 Yeah, Bruges. We're going to Bruges in Belgium. So we'll be there. Um, so I'll be drinking some Belgian beers while I'm over there. Um, so uh, this beer is fantastic. It's light. Uh, it's not too, it's, it's malty, but it's light, it's a little sweetness to it. Um, but you could drink a lot of these and be in big trouble. Um, this is not, you know, 7.5%. They'll come up on you pretty quick if you have more than like two. So fantastic beer though. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, I'm glad you went with me next. Cause just uh pure coincidence. I'm also drinking a beer from Duluth. Um, wasn't necessarily planning on it, but uh, yesterday, Sunday, Sunday, as we record, I got together with my family. Uh, my birthday was last week on the 12th of July. Right. And so this past weekend, we got together as a family. And much to my surprise, my sister, shout out to Katie. She must be listening 
this podcast on a regular basis. I'm assuming because yeah. I have been on a hazy IPA kick, as you guys both know. Yeah. Um, and so she ended up getting me just randomly. I, I I don't know how she decided on this, but she got me a beer from Ursa Minor up in Duluth. Nice. Nice. And I I know you guys have tried that, uh, had that brewery before. I think you one of you, maybe Connor, somebody's had it on the podcast. I'm fairly certain about that. Um, anyway, she ended up getting me the Galactic Face Slap from Ursa Minor, and that's their hazy IPA. So it, it's it comes in Galaxy Citra Mosaic hops, and uh, it's got kind of um, you know, obviously a citrusy taste. I'm sent my palate's not the best right now, but I'm sensing like orange-ish. But it's 6.8% and it doesn't really taste like that either, Tony. So that kind of mine kind of slips into the same category as yours, where it could be a little dangerous because it is a tasty IPA. You have to ask what they're doing up in Duluth making these great beers that are high ABVs. <laughs> yeah. They want maybe, us to get drunk. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's I mean, I believe. I suppose, you know, in just, you know, if you're up there in January, like I was, and to that point, you know, a nice strong beer in the winter would be perfect. But uh, I didn't realize how close I was to Ursa Minor when I visited in January of all times of the year to visit. But I, I had made it among my stops. I was at Duluth Cider up there. But as I look at it, Ursa Minor is literally a block away. So I was so close, yet apparently too far away to go that night. Yes, and that man. I was that I was up there, but so I'm, oh. I'm really glad I finally got the chance to try Ursa Minor, uh, Ursa, Ursa Minor Brewing beer tonight. So yeah, nice. very good. Thanks again, Katie. All right, cool. And David, what do we have from the land of Florida tonight? Um, I have a new beer, uh, sorry, new brewery. Um, so obviously new beer. Uh, I am drinking this in recognition of Lionel Messi signing with Miami, and you're going to find this ironic because it's actually the official beer of Orlando City FC. So it has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with Lionel Messi <laughs> joining Miami. Um, but so it is the Purple Main Pale Ale from Broken Strings Brewery Ooh. in Orlando. Nice. And Broken Strings, uh, I was reading, is a music themed brewery. And this one mm -hmm. is clearly directed towards Prince. Yep. Prince, yeah. Uh, yep. Say that you can't see the can, but yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. So um, it is their official beer for Orlando City. Nice. Um, and it's a pale ale of, they say it's 40 IBU, it's 5.5% ABV, um, nothing too in your face. Um, they call it a strawberry pale. Um, and, it, you know, I, I'd say it's really, really similar to a Summit uh, EPA. It's it's maybe not quite as quite as harsh as that. Um, there's not much bite to it, but it's um, it's got that West Coasty hop character to it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's an easy drinking easy drinking beer. I think this is the last one that I have of this four pack. Um, goes down very easy. Um, can't complain at all. And uh, it's interesting to find a beer that is for another soccer team. Down here. So oh, shit, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, glad fantastic. you brought up Messi because I know we're not going to talk about it, but I did end up watching the, uh, you know, Ben Vinos uh, Miami for, for uh, Messi. Uh, welcome to yeah. Miami. 
quite a spectacle they put on there at uh at was a drv pink stadium and it was raining quite an interesting deal there but uh yeah they are uh not holding anything back there it's it's pretty pretty exciting of course he's supposed to debut this friday and you know i saw an article just i didn't read the read the actual article i saw the headline i think it was cnn was talking about that tickets are now going for fifty five thousand dollars. Mm, yep, saw that. Yeah, it's like expensive like, seats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I said, I didn't read the article, so I don't know exactly what they're talking okay. about. But then maybe no, no wonder the stadium on Sunday night it was raining. It was obviously dark. I think it was it, it got postponed due to lightning. So by the time the the live whatever you want to call it presentation welcome you know Messi started it was. It was 8.40 local time here, so it would have been 9.40 down there in Miami. And so it was late, but that place was packed. And I think maybe for a lot of those people there in attendance, it might have been their best chance to see him on that pitch for free because I think they get, they were nice enough to, uh, you know, allow people to go there for free, right. free event. So, Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I've, I can't imagine at this point, hopefully anybody that wants to go see him now is going to need to – will need to uh, get season tickets, and now that's going to be impossible. So, oh yeah, as far as the way I, I think, because he's it's, under it's contract. Yeah, because he's under contract through twenty twenty five or maybe even twenty twenty six. As it rolls, it's it's one of the two years. But it's yeah, it's, I'm trying to think. Biscuit is signed through twenty five. Okay. So it, yeah, it's I can't. Gosh, I can't remember. It's twenty five, or it's I 20. even. I even I think want to say 26. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it is. I think you're right. Um, it was at least it's at least this year and two more. And I think it is 2026. That makes a lot of sense. Obviously, 2026 being the World Cup year here in North America. Yeah. So it just plays right into that buildup. So you couldn't yeah. write a better story. I, I know. I think I'm going to have to uh, reach out to try to figure out how to reach out to some people from Southern Legion. Mm. that we met two two years ago no a year yeah. ago no. well, year ago. yeah just a year just over a year ago. um and, and see if i can't snag a ticket yeah. i mean i'm not going to go this year because no, i'll be insane not. but i'll, I'll right. wait till next year now but, yeah it, um, not we're not we're not going to spend the whole podcast talking about messy but the other thing i saw that was kind of interesting was uh a comment today maybe it was some on twitter that i saw but it was regarding messy playing on artificial turf those two uh, venues, at least this year, of course, would be Atlanta. And then I guess I didn't realize it, but uh, Columbus is also apparently turf is artificial turf as well. Huh. I believe that was I don't the think other I realized one. that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure it was Atlanta, obviously. We've been there and, and I, I saw, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Columbus and I didn't realize that. So it'll be interesting because it was the basically the gist of the story was uh, Don Garber kind of expected those places to put temporary grass in before Messi comes to town. <laughs> and then I think basically the teams basically as, as, you know, maybe reporters are reaching out for comment and they're like, we have no plans to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, you know, it would be advantageous for them. Oh, to yes. do it because, because if they didn't, yeah. And he doesn't play then the ticket sales. Then, I mean, if they haven't already yeah. been sold, I mean, your ticket sales are going to be, worse but then I wonder, the concessions for the people who decide not to show up will be oh yeah i, I and i wonder if this is kind of like a little 
back and forth between MLS saying you better put in grass if you want to if you want to see Messi play in your in your in your arena or and the pushback you know from the team saying no MLS you better put in the grass yeah, for your product right. so could be a little I remember I mean hell just tell Messi to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> we've actually run in a situation before not with a player but if you remember Dave we went to that game at TCF Bank yeah was I know the uh was the year what was it? who was playing it was uh was an english ibrahimovic yeah it wasn't it was an english english uh team and uh everybody played the game then they played oh. The game afterwards. oh oh i'm sorry yeah you're going back oh, a couple more right. years you're yeah it's like the uh That's, international yeah it preseason yeah, so they, basically preseason tournament was that the swansea match no it swansea i think might have played it no, it was. I want to say it was like Inter Milan or um, yeah, wasn't it was, an Italian it, club? It was an Italian AC club. AC Milan yeah. or Inter Milan. Or AC Milan or Inter Milan, and then somebody oh, else. you're talking about the oh the international cup. So that would have been international maybe Milan, Milan and Chelsea, maybe. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. So that was a deal. Remember, they brought in they brought in the turf to put over the artificial turf at TCF Bank. Yeah. Remember, there was there was talk they the teams were not going to play. Because the turf, the new grass they put in was not set right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too long or whatever it was. And that's just the problem of putting that shit on top of artificial turf. You just never know what you're going to get. You got seams, all kinds of shit going on. Right. So, Yeah, now that I think about it, um, Chelsea played at US Bank. Yep, yep. Um, I'm trying to so... pull it up right now. Um, was it a, oh, was it Olympiacos, a, a Greek, Greek side? Could have been. Could've yeah, been. it could have been. Yeah, Still been. not. But yeah, they're talking about a story. I think it was back in 2014, actually. Wow, I didn't realize yeah, it, was oh, that man, it was that far back. Jeez. And yeah. then yeah, the the loons played afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so, yeah. It was Manchester. Oh, I can't believe I forgot this. It was Manchester City, but I was right. Is Olympiacos they were playing? Okay. Yeah. So they ran into problems in that game because, like I said, they put shit in, and the teams were like kind of pissed that. It came in late and it wasn't to specifications and there was talk they were going to not play and all this bullshit. They ended up playing, but, you know, I mean, that's a problem. You can't really put grass in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, can you? I mean, I mean, you I can, mean, but you right, can, it's going to be the same be a, situation. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a shitty situation, right? Well, um, there's, you know, it's not, you know, what the, you know, the best stadiums like, I mean, obviously it's going to be a co- topic conversation for the world cup, I would imagine. Um, but you know, the best, like, you know, uh, where the Arizona Cardinals play out in Phoenix, they have a, a field that they can actually roll out of there. Roll out. Yep. Yep. You know, that that's kind of handy, but yeah, I think anytime you see one, that's not something like that, it, it, there are problems. Yeah. There's no yep. doubt about it. I think LA might be the same way uh, where the chargers and um, chargers play. Yeah, they roll it out there. So if I, I'm not sure yeah. about that, but I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, so Messi's here. Everybody knows Messi's here. Um, yeah. That's going to be huge. And uh, they play if they play up here next year, which they could. Um, yeah. That'll be that'd be crazy. Um, those tickets will be like freaking crazy hotcakes, like 500 bucks probably. I so, at least. I mean, yeah. 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 So anywho, guys, let's talk about the loons because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, they did play two games this last week. We will not get into the game against Houston. Everybody knows they beat Houston three uh, nil. Pookie scored scored his first goal. They were up two nil in the first two minutes. Then they kind of went back and kind of played some defense. 
and then uh, Jajuri Shroud he scored an eight. Uh, no, for, what? Did, what? You say they were up two nil in the first two minutes? Oh, the first like twenty minutes. 20. I meant twenty yeah, minutes. 20. Yeah. yeah, and then they uh, then they played defense for or what Heath wanted to defense for the next I don't know 40, 45 minutes, and then Tajuri Stroudy scored in the eighty seventh minute. They win the game three nil. Good for them. Yep, and that's all I'll say. I mean, that was that was a tremendous birthday gift to me and the rest of the Loons fans. That was on my birthday Wednesday, July twelfth. So that's how I look at that. But yeah, nice um. Nice, uh, what their fifth victory on the road now. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was just it was nice to see because I remember Tony how we were talking about that that match leading into that match last week. You know, yep. you know we had the downside of what it was losing, what four one to Austin. That was we were on kind of a down or is it three? No, I'm sorry. To I'm forgetting is it Portland or Austin? But anyways, we were kind of negative after a loss, and then now mm-hmm. we were talking about having to go on the road to Houston. Mm-hmm you know, play down there and then come back to face, you know, uh, at least recently, maybe arguably, I mean, LAFC has had their struggles, but, you know, to come back and play a quality team like LAFC after a midweek game is never fun. So what did, but, what did I say? What did I say going to these last four games? I said you had to win at least three of them. So I came in against LAFC with a chance to get that third victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. which was great. Now I would have liked to have seen them get those three victories out of the way before they get that LA got LAFC here at home, but they didn't. Um, so let's get in this LAFC match guys from Saturday. Uh, like I said, beautiful weather for that game. Mm. Uh, crowd was fantastic. Lineups were pretty much the, for us were pretty standard uh, except, uh, except for, for, well, that was the, that. So Debassi started top Tapia's yep. didn't start. Which is yeah. I don't the bossy started in the middle again. The midfield is Ariaga and Trap, and then you had Dotson up yeah. on the uh, left side. I think. Yeah. Right? Correct right. me if I'm wrong, but that was his first start in 2023 at the left wing. First start, mm-hmm. I believe. As far as mm-hmm. I could recall, yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit of a surprise. I had seen a few predict, you know, lineup predictions, you know, from fellow fans and followers of the club on Twitter. And, you know, obviously nobody had that one that I saw anyways. It was a surprise to me because I know, Tony, we were talking about maybe seeing Izzy out there starting maybe on the right with Bongi over on the left mm-hmm. and, but whatnot. So, but I mean, that, that was kind of a pleasant, that, I don't, I'm not going to say pleasant surprise. It was a surprise to me, but nice being at home at Allianz and seeing, you know, Reynoso and Puki get a, get another start, their second straight, I believe together. Yeah. And, but yeah, you know, how about this? I'm pretty sure Tapias, you know, I don't think he was on the injury report that I saw. He wasn't even on the bench. So, he wasn't even on the bench. I mean, David, maybe you can add that to your conspiracy uh, list, but, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. but to funny. be fair, yeah, no, he wasn't because I remember looking at it now. Yeah, that we're talking about it. Franco Frangapane was on the injury list at listed as questionable, although on Friday he said he's at least another week out. Um, but yeah, no, Tapias was not on the injury report, and he, like you said, Tone, not available. So I, I, you know, it's not that he he could have picked up an injury in Friday's training. There's no doubt about it. But um, was inter- what was the great thing about this game, guys, was that for the first time in a, a long time, we didn't have two goalies on the bench. Mm. We actually had a yeah, full a full bench. We had a, a taxi was back. Uh, we had uh, a. Uh, Saying Ben was back from injured. Um, it was it was fantastic. UA was Kymar Kymar Taxi is was back from international duty, Gold Cup with Jamaica. Yep. So yeah, 
Yep. He was available. So, and then we, we were kind of talking about during the game, you know, maybe just before the games, you know, kicked off as well, oh, that's a little surprising with Dotson. But then I think you got to realize with the midweek game, those players that we kind of mentioned weren't available, you know, for that Wednesday midweek game. And then really coming back, they got into town. I think uh, he said they got into town like 3 a.m. on Thursday. So really you had some late training, basically nothing, I think, on Thursday and just a little bit of uh, light training and a lot of like video on Friday. So not a lot of training for these guys that are coming back. So maybe that explains the uh, starting 11. Now, I just want to make a small mention here. When we saw the starters for LFC come up on the board at Allianz Field, I'm pretty sure somebody maybe can correct me. I swear to God, it said Cialini was starting. Yeah, I I can't but, confirm or deny that because you I I you said it and you got excited and I don't blame yeah, you. I was excited. But I I didn't actually see the video board when you said that. So yeah, whatever. I was excited. And for like I don't a recall. Minutes. I don't recall seeing that on the broadcast. Yeah, it was a video board at at. Allianz Field, so I don't know if they made a mistake or I was seeing something stupid. I don't know, but I swear to God, I thought he was going to start. But yeah, I, what did, did I did, did get to see I him made... practice along the back, though. I got to see him practice a little bit, which is fine. I just wonder if, like, yeah, he was, I mean, not a different position, but, you know, Sia Fuentes, you know, he, his name starts with a C, and maybe you got yeah, a little maybe, excited. Maybe I did. I'm not I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying. I can't confirm. I you. Yeah. Certainly could have been an error. I only had, like, a like two or three beers at that point. So it wasn't no, like no, no, not yeah. at all. Not at no. the start of the game. Cause we went directly to uh, mm-hmm. directly to Allianz. Field, so. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into this guys. Uh, the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I would say that uh, from our seats, we looked fairly decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had some opportunities, Remember, uh, which are yeah. right. Which are right by, oh. we were, like I said, we were sitting there. We saw a couple of great opportunities. And it's crazy. Early. Yeah, early ones. Asani Dotson, that one, uh, missed to the right. There was a couple of opportunities where, from our angle, it looked like goal, balls were going in, but they'd move, they'd go just to it, the right. And it, it was, like, was and it was within, I remember making the comment just kind of jokingly. I'm like, well, these first two minutes, not so impressive. But it quickly changed after that because it was in the fourth minute where, where Dotson had a header. He laid out completely for that one, got a head, a good solid head on the ball. Mm-hmm. And from where we were sitting, which would be like from our vantage point, the goal is on the left and the shot went far left. But from our angle, it looked like it was back of the net. I stood up, started cheering. Everybody uh, I mean, section. Yeah. The, the, the clear thing, I think, if we're talking about the first 10, 15 minutes, Tony, is, is Reynoso and his magic. Because oh, yeah. it, his yeah. touch, his pass that led to Dotson's opportunity there. And he was looking good very early on. We got to see it, you know, a couple corner kicks from our corner, uh, yep. his quality. So it, it was pretty fun to watch. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was a good start to the game. Yeah, um, I, I think um, the overall first 25 were mm-hmm. maybe even into that 30 were, were pretty solid. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uh, back and forth in that, Know, maybe five minutes in. Um, but overall, I thought we controlled the ball very well. Uh, our passing looked reasonable. Um, you know, we, like you guys mentioned, there's definitely chances. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty hopeful start. Mm-hmm. Um, I still felt like there was oh. 
some disjointed something happening, um, which it, within the midfield, which I think had a lot to do with Dotson being where he was. Um, Curvin, I'm, I'm tired of seeing Curvin. I get why they played the way they did, the lineup that they did, but honestly, I think he's by far our weakest link right now, which is ironic considering he'll come up later. Um, yeah, it is interesting, but, but I, I don't, it's hard to argue that um, because if that wasn't true, David, then you wouldn't, you would, we would see more of Ariaga in the starting 11. We haven't, we've, I mean, we've hardly seen him on the field for the last couple of months. It feels like. Yeah. And, you know, I brought up in our texting that this is why he's not called up to Honduras anymore. He's just mm-hmm. not, he's just not playing well defensively. Um, he, well, in fact, he'll come up on their goal even. Um, yeah. He, no, I mean, he's a, he, he's, he he's a liability up. in defense. Yeah. I think this is a good transition. Let's get to it. But I do want to mention there was another, like, I, I think Tony and you and I were talking like, it, it felt like maybe, you know, granted watching the game in the stands, you don't, and especially where we're sitting behind the goal, mm-hmm. you don't always get the best view of the game sometimes, but it, it kind of felt like to us for the most part, Pookie had kind of a quiet evening overall, but there was that one, it was in the 13th minute um, with kind of uh, Pookie had a ball out wide, got it, Reynoso basically flicked it on, got it to Bongi, who it required a, like a heck of a save um, from mm-hmm. the goalkeeper. So that was just, but it was fun in the first, now we're talking about the first 13 minutes, Minnesota had some golden chances, you know, unlucky they they didn't score, but good start. And- but yeah, why don't we transition then, uh, David? You, you started, let's finish it. I, I think basically uh, before LAFC even scored, I, um, they had a uh, Vela had a shot that went to be fair, quite high and high. It was no yeah. danger, but it was Ariaga's, I think kind of indifference or lack of marking him at all, just flat footed, didn't move around. That was on, you know, to give Vela a quality shot and he's fully capable. That was a long one well outside the box, but he's fully capable of making shots like that. And to give him so much space that was on Ariaga too. And then we might as well transition. Let's transition to LAFC's first goal. And that it was so disappointing and deflating to see that uh, LAFC scored first. Tony, I did say at the time, I'm not worried yet. I'm not panicking yet just because of what we had saw from Minnesota prior to the goal. But yeah, David, why don't you take this? Because I know you have some feelings on this one. Well, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was one of those situations where Minnesota gets themselves into this problem often. In fact, I would maybe put money on a third of our goals allowed come from passes in the midfield that go backwards Mm -hmm. or laterally that don't hit hit their intended recipient. And shit goes wrong. Um, and that's exactly what happened here. I, I don't even recall who it was that had the first pass. Um, now that I can. Now I see it. It wasn't on. Who if was I see it? it. I don't, it could, um, could have been Ray yeah. If I see it, when I see it, I'll let you know. But uh, I, I feel like maybe it was Ray. He passed mm-hmm. it back. Kirvin was just, I don't even know what, I don't even know how to describe what he was. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, oh, it, it was, wasn't our, it wasn't our fault though. That was a, that was a header that 
uh, whoever it was didn't get a head on the LAC got a head on it. Yeah, it was. I think it was actually Pookie, but it wasn't. I wouldn't call it like a backwards pass. That he was just kind of going for it there. Yeah, yeah. It it was just. It was just a mess in midfield. Kerbin is like flat-footed. Yes, Uh, he's not really trying to do anything. And that's exactly what he was doing. And that's why he whiffed at it. That's why I was. That's exactly why I wanted to bring up the opportunity that Vela had just maybe three minutes prior to that because it. Ariaga looked to be the same way, like you said, flat-footed. That's how I would describe it. Just not, not ready, not moving. And then I, I, I would almost call Tony what you described, like him trying to. Ba- he basically stabbed at it with his foot. It was lazy. He you know, lazy. He wasn't. He what? He didn't want to move. He was flat-footed. That's a, mm-hmm. literally. That's exactly yeah. how to describe it. Because and if it, he I feel moved, like. Yeah, I feel like he, he was being lazy in the sense that he knew he had cover. And mm-hmm. he just didn't feel like putting all the effort into it yeah and so, and that's the problem though was his cover wasn't really there i mean it was it, kind of but he his cover had two guys so it has to be better yeah it has to be better and yeah, it, you know then, so our our listener blake who helps us out a lot with stats you know he said that he was wanting he was wanting to blame voxel on this and i said man you know you can right you can blame voxel on this yeah, but man, you have got to really weight that blame on how just poor Ariaga's right. defense or play was. Right. Because this... I was saying, you know, you have the most average player is going to make a play on that ball mm-hmm. 75 80% of the time, and so yeah. to even the, the fact that we're even discussing that Boxel had to do something is absurd. Yeah, it so really it's hard is. To blame boxing. No, it really is. And this is where one, you know, we've, you know, we, it's not like, and it's not like we haven't blamed the back line, you know, for goals this year, but this right. is one of those that REI should have been better. It really shouldn't have led to that opportunity. And then, you know, as you watch it, I, I think I even said, Tony, when we were watching, you know, we had a terrible angle, I suppose. I even said, mm-hmm. oh, Boxel, you know, without, mm-hmm. you know, this is before I got a chance to see the replay, but I was like, oh, Boxel. But no, really, mm-hmm. if you look at it, you know, what's he going to do? Yeah, I know, he, you know, yeah, essentially he, he basically assists, you know, he assists him on the goal, but avail on the goal, but it, it wasn't that simple. And I'm trying to think, well, what could he have done better? Easy to second guess. Maybe he could have back, back pass it to, to Dane, but that wouldn't have been easy. And you would have had a charging Vela as fast as he is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I just don't. It's not. It's you not put, a good situation to be put in. You're, under it's a, you're right. You're right. You set up. Ariaga set up Boxy in a bad situation. And when it's one-on-one, Vela versus Boxy, Vela's going to win that nine times out of ten. I think Boxy was lucky to maybe even have a chance to put a foot on that ball. Vela was streaking at that point, so somehow Boxy got a foot on Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, you know, okay, it didn't work out because basically he ended up pushing it to the left and and Vela was right on it. And, you know, I I think also it's it's too... It's too far back to let Dane charge. You know, like I, I don't feel like there's enough space That's the other to thought, get the yeah. ball into the box where Dane can potentially put hands on it. And so Man. Dane has to essentially he would be forced to make himself big while sprinting to the ball. Um, and I feel like that's gonna end up last defender red card. 
because he's going to end up making contact and it's going to be yeah. a mess. It's gonna be and I'm, I'm convinced that, yeah, as I look at it again and again and again, I, I'm, I'm convinced that, you know, sure, Boxy could have meet. He couldn't. He, Vela was on top of him. He was right yeah. there. He just couldn't get enough on it to say, kick it out back line yeah. couldn't get the touch to get it to dane there, he was it was basically a desperation jab at that point vela was streaking he was he was, i think he was reading that all the way and it was going to be tough to stop so yeah unfortunate yeah. way to go i mean you're you're 21 minutes into the game it's you know that's against the run of play i mean it's not like yeah. dane was put under pressure prior to that he really wasn't and so here there you go i mean that's minnesota's luck but yeah unfortunate to be down but like i said not going to panic uh, based on the way they were playing. Unfortunately, we didn't have to wait too long. For three, three minutes later, guys. Three minutes later, it all comes back because uh, Who Ray totally gets a goal redeems himself. And and <laughs> Ariaga. But the funny thing is, this before this actually happened, I remember watching this, the ball's ping-ponging around yeah. loose players yeah. outside the box, center box. I'm going, shit, this isn't looking good. And then Ray makes a move. He gets around defender and he, he passes it off to, I think it was, he passes it off to Ariaga actually. Yep. And then he makes a run and Ariaga mm-hmm. just flips it to him and Ray is right there. Perfect flip. We see it like right there in front of us. Yeah. We're like, oh my right God, this is going to happen. Holy shit. It was fantastic. Um, and it, you know, yeah. it, it was crazy because they're just, they're literally just ball watching at that point. And it, yeah. they, they think that they, the entire back line essentially converges on Ariago and that set up, I mean, it allowed Ray to just sneak through. I mean, he could have like walked through because I mean, the only thing that would have gone wrong there is he wouldn't have timed the pass. Right. I mean, it's just, they left him all alone. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. It's almost like they, it's almost like that was right off the training ground. Like they practiced that because how Ray could have foreseen that kind of touch by Ariaga to get that ball up, you know, and kind of lob it right into his path. And, you know, Ray made the perfect run in retrospect. You watch it and I mean, he's in the right place, but almost like he knew that was coming from Ariaga who, I mean, he executed perfectly to do that. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, it reminds me a lot of pick and goes, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a lot of that fast movement in, in, in basketball where, you know, you, you pass it and you go, or you set a pick and you go. And they they were right. On. I mean, you haven't seen this type of play from Minnesota. No, no. Very often ever, <laughs> let alone this season. Um, they were just all in sync. They just knew exactly what had to happen. And, and of course, LAFC played right into it, which benefited <laughs> yeah. them greatly. There was, there was an account, a Twitter account that I – I don't think it was created after after Saturday night, but it almost feels like it could have been because it was the first time I had seen it. I think it's something called like MLS sexiest assists or sexiest passes, something like that. And of course, they had posted that one from Minnesota, so that it was it mm-hmm. was something else. But yeah, it just go it just let's piggyback that onto what we were talking about earlier, the quality that we're seeing from Reynoso here in the first yeah. half. It's like it's I mean fantastic. he. Remember, we, you know, remember when we first found out Ray was coming back, there was talk, you know, would he even be back before the end of July or how much time yeah. is he going to need? Well, it, it looks like so far he hasn't even missed a beat basically since he's gotten Nothing. back. And it's just unbelievable to see. And he's been fantastic. Um, and uh, God, do you remember, imagine where we'd be without him right now. I mean, we'd be like lost. 
I don't know how we'd be even scoring one goal a game, well, let alone at best three. I mean, at best you might score. We we wouldn't be, you know, granted they only scored one goal on Saturday night, but you mm-hmm. look the last couple of two, three games, even in defeat other than, other than the defeat, I'd say they're scoring three or three and four goals. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, where'd this come from? Well, it's probably a lot to do with Reynoso being back and, there's there's yeah. crazy stats out like you know they've scored so they scored four goals and they scored three goals recently you know they hadn't you you have to go back you can go back like 80 some matches it was just a crazy number and they've only done it like so many times and that's obviously how the season started with a bunch of even in their victories it was one goal one nil you know and it's hopefully uh, you know what I, I find most intriguing though being a stat guy is the fact that Ray is one of the worst passers on our team. Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, yes. yes. Um, yeah. It's incredible that you can you can look down any match. You can look down the percentage pass completion, and he's one of the lowest every single game. But the thing is, is that it's his long passes that completely skew everything. And his short passes are usually in that, like, 88% plus. In fact, last, uh, sorry, Saturday night, there it was 100%. He was 17 to 17 short passes. Mm-hmm. So passing under, I think it's 10 yards, he was 17 for 17. Now, if he's doing everything, if he's taking advantage of his positioning and picking the right passes, those 17 passes could mean the world to a game. I mean, because we're considering where he generally is supposed to be playing, where his heat map is going to be, you don't need much more than 10, 15 yards on a pass. So the fact that he's uh, doing the math, um, 90, 93.7% passing short mm-hmm. and medium, that's incredible. That's completely mm-hmm. incredible. But that's and that's all he needs. Who cares if he passed thirty percent long passes? Because if he's playing where he's supposed to be in that central midfield up towards the box, he only needs ten yards. He only needs twelve yards. He only needs six yards, and it he can make and create with those short passes, and that's all he needs. But it's shocking when you look at the stats overall from a thirty thousand foot view. You would see that and you'd be like, how in the world is he making an impact? It's when you dig down into it, you see where he's doing that. He had 10 key passes Saturday night. 10. Wow. He, he's good. He only, I mean, he. you think about that. He completed 40 passes and a quarter of them were key passes. That's just, incredible. Yep. He's, uh, he's amazing, everybody. Just so everybody knows, he's amazing. Um, but after that goal, guys, the rest of the game, I really not much happened. There were some shots. There were some opportunities. There were some tremendous opportunities. Um, there were, yeah, yeah. But again, I, I would like to, I would like to comment on the no PK call. That, oh, I yeah, think, that 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 I that think Bongi got really close, and I I think I know a lot of people are disagree with me. I mentioned in the in our text that. Kendra on the broadcast didn't see anything in it, yeah. but it's it's interesting because I think people forget, and 
we've kind of created this idea of what a PK is. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a foul to be a PK. I mean, if you look at what causes a PK, it's, it's a direct, direct free kick infraction. That can literally be just charging at a guy. You don't even need to make contact. Mm. And it, um, the fact that you're challenging, there's no such thing as a 50-50 challenge in fouls. It's, it's a made-up thing that's just kind of been accepted as, as reality. And it, I think that w- this was a really close call, and I can see why they yeah. checked it. Because yeah, I mean, it was close. It went to VAR, and I mean, obviously now, Tony, you and I, this was the opposite goal in front of the Wonderwall, so we didn't mm-hmm. get the best view of it, but we could clearly see him go to ground, and then we saw the VAR call. So we were getting nervous because we knew what it was for. We just couldn't we yeah. couldn't know if it was a foul or not. I pulled up my nope. – I'm not trying to give uh, Apple TV a plug, but I pulled up my phone, and actually with the yeah. uh, reception that I got at the same, I was able to just watch the very end, and I could see him looking at the monitor, and I think I saw something, but I can't remember. But so, David, do you, what do you think he saw? I mean, just not enough. Well, you know, I, I think it comes down to that. It, it comes down to the bounce, I think. And the, um, they mentioned it in the broadcast. The ball kind of takes a weird bounce, and it mm-hmm. goes out um kind of pulls it out of his possession and i think had it bounced the way you'd have expected it to it would have been clear more clear that he was he had the best play on it and i think it would have been a pk Mm. but the fact that it kind of went maybe a yard or two off than it was supposed to be it was harder to judge that he was making a clear play he had the clear play on the ball and because there was contact, but it was, right. you know, again, it was that 50-50 kind of thing. They Neither of them really had a clear play in the ball. I, mm-hmm. I think that's what caused it to not be a PK. But mm-hmm. in, in the rule, like if you look at the rule book and you look at what a direct free, kick inf- direct free kick infraction is and what happened on that play, you could, you could make it a PK. It's just a matter of how you want to interpret the rule. And like I said, that 50-50 thing, you know, that that concept of you know who has the big who has the closer play in the ball, it's become kind of an accepted unwritten rule in determining fouls. And it made sense. I mean, he didn't really call anything crazy this game. I thought the I thought the referee did a really good job in the game. So based on all that context. I think the play, the call was correct. I just, Bongi got lucky, I think. I mean, it was close. Um, Yeah, Bongi got lucky at that one. There weren't really a lot of fouls called. I know there was a yellow card on uh, DJ. Couple, Well, DJ, and then I think there was, was actually two two on LAFC before the yeah, half even ended. Yeah, DJs came just after uh, Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez yeah. is yellow, but it, it, they were both yellows. It was, a, yeah, I think David, good point. I think it was a, a pretty, pretty, you know, it wasn't the scrappiest of games, credit both teams, but yeah, I think the referee did a great job as well. So for the most part, um, we go to the half guys, it's tied 1-1. Uh, the interesting thing from the second half was in the 59th minute, this is amazing to me. You're on the road against a Minnesota team that's not very good. Um, LAFC takes out Vela in the 60th minute, which is like... Wait, did you say Minnesota's not very good? Is that what you said? Well, that's at this point, yes. We're at the bottom of the table, Dave. 
We, I mean, I mean they, and we're terrible yeah, at we're, home, quite honestly. We're out, that's true. We're that's true. What two victory, two two victories uh, at home and ten tries, something like that. Yeah, just and uh, LAFC brings in Mister Bogus. Uh, if anybody gets that <laughs> very obscure cartoon reference, I'll buy you a beer. I definitely but, don't. Uh, yeah, well, Mister Bogus. Uh, but uh, I, I can't. I don't understand the strategy there. I, does any do you guys understand what the strategy was at that no, point? Because you know, that's just a weird thing to do, right? No, I, from, I don't yeah, from, either. It, it is weird, Tony. I I, unless agree. they said something on the broadcast from our, you know, our vantage point, like why? Yeah, why? Why take off Vela? You know, the goal scorer. Uh, like, the, why? The, maybe the best yeah. opportunities, best chances kind of went through Vela. So, yeah, it was a little surprising. I but. don't recall. I don't recall them saying anything on the broadcast. Um, and it, ultimately, uh, the possession showed. Um, Minnesota, for the most part in the second half, controlled possession. Um, I know based on the stats, they did it without a doubt the last 20 minutes. Um I mean, statistically did, but I test overall, I felt like they had the best control of the game in the second half. Um, yeah, I think other than I, maybe. Yeah, a, it was other, a weird play. It was other, a weird play. Other than maybe a couple, you know, in the dying embers of the game, you know, LAFC mm-hmm. maybe had the, uh, the you know, hold your breath kind of moments for the fans there uh, at the game. But yeah, um, yeah no, was, Minnesota, credit to Minnesota for most of the game. Yeah. But it was, it was really a. I think that after that, when the second half came along, I think both teams had a couple opportunities. They didn't hit it. It was more of a back and forth type of thing. I think LFC had a, I think LFC actually had some great opportunities in that second half. They just didn't wait late, especially yeah, late, especially to me. It, like I, I, I was still expecting a game winner from Minnesota, you know, for most of that yeah. second half, I thought it was going to come, you know, I kind of well, gave up on it should've. late, but. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they did. Yeah, I mean, we should probably mm-hmm. talk about the big one. I think it was Reynoso coming down, coming mm-hmm. right down the center of the pitch. And and I don't, he, you know, there was one, it was one on, it was two on one. I mean, it was Bongi mm-hmm. streaking down to his right mm-hmm. and Reynoso and one defender basically left. Mm-hmm. And you you could make the case. I mean, I, you, you could, you could do it a lot of different ways. First of all, you could say that maybe Reynoso should have taken a shot, kept it not, you know, been a little more selfish there and give his best shot. Um, Bonky probably should have done better with his run and where he was on the pitch in relationship to Ray to have, get something better out of that opportunity. And if you really wanted to, maybe you could say, well, Reynoso's pass wasn't quite as good as it should have been. I, I mean, you know, for way. me, for me, I think, it's it's an example of how Bongi has one foot on very good and one foot on very bad at all times, and you never know at any point in time in the game of what you're going to get from him. And it drives me nuts because he's so inconsistent. And for me, I don't care what the situation was. He should have at least gotten that on frame. I mean, that's that's my biggest mm-hmm. problem. Like, he should have forced a save. There's sure. no, there's no reason why that wasn't a save opportunity. I mean, if he doesn't score, he doesn't score. Okay, fine. Right. But at least get it on frame. I mean, he had it. Oh, he had the whole left side of the goal. Yes, sorry. Uh, the whole right left side. side of the goal wide open, and the fact that he could not. He, I think he waited a step too long. 
um, to take a shot, and he's done that often. Um, but uh, McCarthy, right? McCarthy, um, yeah, had had that near post covered. So I mean, at least get us. I mean, at least shoot yeah. it at him. I mean, that's, yeah, he didn't that's even he matters. didn't even get on the near post. Yeah, it went far yeah. too wide. And 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 to be okay before everybody starts hating on us. We I mean we we are talking about you know the leading goal scorer for Minnesota this year, leading you know shot taker, mm-hmm. everything. You know, yep. major. You know that could change going forward, but not not as of right now. He's he's been the best in those categories. But uh, yeah, frustrating it, for sure because you expect better like you're yeah and you know and that's the thing is is that's a situation where you can get your playmaker to stop trusting you Mm. um and it ray is like that we've seen ray get an attitude and it he's not going to forget something like that he's not going to forget that he had a two-on-one he made a, a reasonable pass and to a player that should have done better, should have done better. And Bongi has consistently made mistakes when he mm-hmm. should have done better. He has. I mean, that's the reality. He has. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why his X goal is way up here and his real goals are still better, best on team, right? Right. But they're yeah. down here. And it, yeah. it's because he does not finish. And it, it's that's a problem. And your playmaker, who is top class of MLS, is going to start remembering those instances. And that's going to be bad because I think Bongi, like I said, Bongi has, he's right on the cusp of being really good for his age, being really good. But he's just so inconsistent. Um, And you don't want to see that. I mean, you don't want to see that for anyone. But a player that has the upside that he has, that I think that he has the potential, the ceiling that I think he has. Yeah, because I to... suppose technically he's still on U twenty two, isn't it? Yeah, is he yeah. twenty one or twenty two? But yeah, I mean, you don't get... want Ray to start questioning whether or not he should pass to him. You don't. Yeah. No, you're right. No, you don't. And I hope that doesn't happen. But plays like that will do it. Hmm. Um. Oh, so no. we, uh, he, he turned 23 last month, actually. Oh, yeah. look it up. Okay. okay. So we got this game, guys, with a 1 1 draw. Um, which, okay. So in the four games, I said we need to get at least three wins. So we need to get yeah. nine points. We end up getting seven points, mm-hmm. which is, which is okay. It's okay. Still it not great. Fail. It wasn't complete still, failure. It could have been worse. We're still, we're still below the playoff line. Uh, which is but we have a game in hand. We have a game in hand. It's On the, the next two teams, even the next two teams. Yeah, and it's the muddled middle of the Western Conference right. here. Right. I mean, we're talking right. like point differential oh. between going to the playoffs and not, and, and all that stuff. Um, there are what? How many games are there for you guys? Thirty-two. There's thirty-four games. In a thirty-four. Year. So we have we have twelve games left. I think twelve games. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, that, everything anything's possible at this point. I I mean. Not going to win the the supporters shield by any means, but I mean <laughs> that's a probably a fair statement. Yeah. They didn't they didn't bury so. themselves. I think because when we oh. were going through that scenario, Tony, that you brought up when we were talking about the four games remaining before the league's cup break, um, they could have it could have easily been worse. It, I mean, it maybe should have it maybe should have been better. Um, and it it is it is frustrating though. I think Tony and we were there. 
not that, I mean, it's frustrating. The fact is that they only have two wins at home this year. It's pretty wild, actually, to even. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A, a place like Allianz Field that has been such a mm-hmm. fortress since since they started mm-hmm. there in 2019. Mm-hmm. And for them to come out and have some, you know, it's it's yeah. OK, fine. They played a good club in LAFC. They hadn't been as good of late until they went down midweek like uh, like we did to Houston. They went to St. Louis and beat St. Louis 3-0. Uh, but prior to that, LAFC was kind of uh, not too great. I think they had a draw and three losses prior, and so they're still they're still number two in the table, though they are. And they're and they're, they're, oh, look at their roster. There's they're still a good team, and so okay, fine. You, you, but it's you know, and you could even say, hey, Minnesota played better than LAFC throughout this game. I think that's true. They had the, mm-hmm. you look at the stats; they they're fairly favorable in Minnesota's uh, side. But yeah, but at the end of the day, it, it ends up being a one-one draw at home. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't like using the the phrase "dropping points," but the way they came out in the first half, Minnesota—that is, you know—it's hey, we don't need moral victories; we need victories, and they didn't get so, it. They didn't get it done. So I want to counter Dave. Okay, I've been pretty negative, so I I, I want to mm. I want to try to bring the positivity back into my. Analysis. I love it. I love it. Dave says that Allensfield isn't much of a fortress. But this year. think about it. We've only lost two matches at home. Hmm. I mean, it feels so like more. it's not like it's not like we've completely failed. We've had six ties, right? Six and and two wins. So that's eight of ten hmm. matches we got points. Now, hmm. when you consider the fact that I mean, okay, we've allowed not a whole lot of goals at home either. Um, you know, Austin was the big glaring one. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's been like a goal, a goal, a 0-0 zero, zero draw against Dallas, I believe it was. Um, Orlando, I think, ended up having scoring two on us. Uh, but overall, hmm. you know, it's been a goal. Like we've only allowed a goal a game or even shut them out. Yeah. So, I'm glad, glad you brought that up. I mean, I, cause off the top of my head, if you asked me how many losses they had at Allianz, I would have said more than two. Honestly, I would have. Yeah. But. You know, so it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. I mean, yeah, we haven't gotten the wins, you know, we haven't, we've gotten unlucky at home in many cases, but overall, we're still playing relatively well at home. In fact, we've given up a lot of games, right? I mean, you know, we've if you want yeah. to talk to drop points, I mean, we have dropped points at home because we've given up late goals, right? But overall, I mean, we've done pretty well with the exception of that Austin loss. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm pretty sure Orlando is the only other team that scored more than a goal. Okay. yeah that's sure. interesting so yeah just to go it's i mean it goes whether we're talking home or away for the most part except for in the last few games it, it's just been a matter of scoring right it's, well, it's just a, it's it's just getting that uh, getting over that hump i mean it, it's we're, we're not being bad we're just not being good like great ball bounces a different way in four of those games and we win it we're we have eight more points and that puts us up in like fourth place. Yeah. yeah right. I, yeah. That's a good point. I, I think that it's, that's a positive to look at for the last 12 games. And by the way, I think if we win out, 
we could get the supporter shield. Now hold the phone. It's well, it, it's an interesting year because usually at this point in the season, we're twenty. For most most teams, are twenty two or or twenty three games, I should say, into the season. Um, you do expect a bigger gap. You know, usually, at least historically, it feels like since the Loons joined MLS, it feels like there's one team that's gotten a much more significant lead right now. I mean, St. Louis is in first only by four points, though. LAFC just four points behind. I feel like there's usually a bigger gap. And, you know, there is no runaway. Even Seattle in fourth place right now is only five points out of first. So yeah, it's, there is no runaway. It, it looked like St. Louis was going to do that. They're still playing well, but like I mentioned, they're three nil loss at home to LAFC. Um, yeah, they, they're not running away either. So it is, it, it's an interesting year. Yeah. Um, I mean, to what even it, consider, what, consider this, you know, even go all the way down to the seventh Vancouver's mm-hmm. 10 points up, but they have a game in hand even. So yeah. they could be potentially only seven back from first. And they're mm-hmm. in seventh place. Yeah. I mean, I I think it this season is, you know, the the last twelve games, uh, what the last third of the season basically, mm-hmm. um, is, I mean, could be interesting. I mean, you got thirty six points on the board. I mean, I mean, loons can pull off thirty. They're in the top three. I well, think. I mean, the Loons have 28 points right now. Yeah, I think if they could pull off 30, which would be astronomical, um, I mean, they, they could be in the top three, in yeah. my opinion. Yep. Um, and... I, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy. I, I don't think they're no. – I mean, in reality, I don't think they're finishing above fifth, but I don't think fifth is remotely a problem. And no. fourth could be achievable. Should... And, and that would be significantly higher than any of us predicted. Of course, we predicted prior, much prior to knowing that Reynoso was going to come back and make right. an impact yeah. like he has here in the last month. But I mean, but, yeah, it, you know, if they play the way they did Saturday and the way they did against Houston, I think that fourth, fifth is achievable yet. It is. because If they you... allow games against Austin to sneak in, it's not going to happen. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, and, and, you know, I'm just looking. I just had to bounce up. Yeah, the East is a little – I mean, you got Cincinnati surprisingly at 51 points, but they're they're 10 points better than uh, St. Louis at this point. So, yeah, the West is is looking very different. I don't know if it's mediocrity you want to describe it as or just inconsistencies. It's parody. Yeah. You know it's what's going to be interesting? Because we mentioned there's, there's almost a month – you know, no, there's over a month now break between the next uh, MLS mm-hmm. league, ma- uh, you know, match – it's going to be interesting to see how these teams, you know, t- how they treat this League's Cup tournament. Who comes out of it, not necessarily winning it, because obviously we know, you know, every team would probably, you would assume, love to win it for their fan base and get into the CONCACAF Champions League next year. Right. But who's going to come out of this healthy? Who picks up injuries? It's going to be interesting to follow over the next month in this League Cup to see what comes well, out and how that could affect the last third of the season will be very interesting. There's two, two steps ahead of me, Dave. First and foremost, I want to talk about the fact that David is now positive after going to Disney World. So maybe you should go to Disney World like every week, David, and stay positive for this Loons team. Is, it, is it true what they say? I mean, I haven't been there since I was like, I haven't been to Disney. I've been to Epcot and, and other places, but I haven't been to Disney World since I was like nine years old. Is it still the happiest place on place on Earth? 
Is that true? Depends on who well, you're asking. It must be because <laughs> he comes back all optimistic about the loons. <laughs> you know, it's got to be. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, before we get to League's Cup, we have to talk about there's another big game coming up. On uh, Wednesday, it's the MLS All-Star game against Arsenal, and we don't have a Loons player playing, so I don't really give a fuck. Well, and, and Tony, <laughs> that's unfortunate, but, like, yeah, assuming we get this – I don't know, it, you know, with everybody's schedule, I don't know if you will turn this podcast out before 6.30 tomorrow night, but if you do, one thing – I almost enjoy watching the – the, the uh, what do they call it? The, um, the skills, skills challenge. Skills challenge. I almost enjoy watching that almost as much as the actual game itself, which is, you know, a glorified exhibition preseason Dave, match for Arsenal. So don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> now, if now I will say this, if Reynoso had oh. played a full season and he'd been like he has now, he would have been on this, on his team. He would have been. And for maybe for, for our listeners, I, I believe I was just on Apple TV earlier tonight, uh, seasons past, um, watching the highlights of this one and some other things, but, um, I believe both the skills challenge and the all-star game are available on, on MLS seasons past, but I, are they on network TV as well or not? Do you guys no, know? I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I, I see the all-star no game idea. is only being Apple TV. So mm. the all-star game is not on, and I'm guessing it'll probably be on yeah. like somewhere in, I, I'm maybe England's got it on too for Arsenal and, fans, but. And that, and that we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I mean, we're not. first of all, no. I love, I, but I will say this. I love Apple TVs. I love Apple TV in their season pass. I think it's been great. It's been a huge upgrade based on, you know, Bally sport North and oh, without, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huge upgrade. I love it. But t- just this past weekend on Sunday, yesterday, talking to my dad, who is what I would call, he's a huge sports fan like me, but he, he's also, a, but he's, like last year, he was he watched Loons matches because they were on Bally's or the CW. He'd watch them, and but guess what? Guess how many matches he's watched this year? Zero. Zero. And it's well because yeah. I can't watch them now. He has you know streaming accounts and this and that, but he doesn't want to have to pay to get the Apple whatever, right? Whatever you want to call it, and he doesn't want to have to deal with oh, okay, I might be able to get a two month free, but then they're going to charge me and this kind of thing. Dave, so yeah, it's unfortunate Dave, for your casual just, sports fan. You can just say your dad's cheap, a cheap ass. That's all you got to say. <laughs> I, I know he I probably listens to the podcast. I'm sorry, but Mr. Stevens. I just but you're feel like there was, he watched out of the 34 <laughs> games, say regular season, 34 games. He probably watched, I don't know, maybe half of them last year. He's watched yeah. zero so far this year. Sure. And I find that unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I, I think that they were, they, they took a calculated risk to go after the younger demographics who are probably going to have but a streaming account that with now, apple but now but i know you're, the big, i know i think the big I know x where factor going, tony yeah the big x factor what's the big x factor now messy messy right they aren't going to be complaining see, anymore i would love to see the numbers they brought in after they oh, said messy. it's going to be insane yeah. isn't it because apple tv is available in like i, I want it most countries like yeah. literally most countries um so and it, I, they're laughing all the way to the bank on this one yeah i'm sure because you're you're gonna have a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. who are going to watch inter miami matches yep. simply because of mm-hmm. Lionel messi mm-hmm. they don't give a shit about anything on the field except yeah. the fact 
that it's Lionel Messi. Oh, 100%. And that's all that matters because, yep. you know what, there's still 12 games left. Well, actually, I think Miami might have 13 games. Yeah, they're going to need a Miami City um, in last place. <laughs> so you've got you've got just enough time. This is my theory. You've got just enough time to get people watching and then actually be like, eh, all right, this is okay. I'll watch next season too. And then all of a sudden they start watching next season and it's like, eh, that's honestly, it's not that bad. And then all of a sudden they become, they yeah. start no. following MLS. And that's exactly Apple. what signs like Messi, Busquets, uh, you know, Beckham before them. Yeah. All of those players, it's whole fucking point of those signings i i feel like beckham when he came in was at 07 i mean that was kind of by 07 i mean i was well into u.s you know international soccer usa soccer but messy you know or not messy but beckham kind of brought me in more it made me as a casual i I was a casual like club level fan but when i heard that beckham was coming to la galaxy you know, hey, that got my attention. It got me on the board. Yeah. And this is like through the roof by scales of magnitude greater, like you oh, know, yeah. literally 20 times greater as far as revenue. And yeah, maybe this is good timing as the League's Cup kicks off on Friday. Messi will be playing on Friday night, you know, are against. We sure, are we league? Are we, sh- you know, le- are we, are sure, we sure? I about that? we can't be 100% sure. I, I sure hope so for how much because the I, prices are. Because I think that at this, I think at this point, and he just came in. Right. Obviously, he's in good shape. Um, you got to believe that Apple TV is like, hey, uh, let's make sure he's playing Friday because this is all on Apple TV. Um, and I think that if he actually plays Friday, <laughs> that's going to be there. are There are. Let's see. There's one other one, two other games starting around the same time. That Miami game will be like watched by millions more people than oh. the Orlando Houston game or the oh. Austin versus uh Really awesome playing MZT, which is uh Mazatlan. Is Mazatlan? Mazatlan. Holy shit! Is, is that it, where? Uh, uh, is that where? Uh, what's his name? Is that about? Armaris, Am- yeah. Yeah. Armadillo. Armadillo's oh, there. Yeah. Armaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I think, yeah, I I, believe I, it's I, Mazatlan. But my point was, maybe this is good timing. You know, it is. of course it is. Because it is. now, now they're going to be highlighting. Well, they're highlighting Messi, of course. But now we get into this competition against Liga MX, which I guess depending on where you are in the world you might respect Liga MX more than you respect the MLS. Maybe that'll Certainly. change. But, you know what else it does, too? And, and this is not – I'm just saying this from a marketing standpoint, guys. This also puts MLS on ESPN's radar even more for your sports center shows, stuff like yeah. that, which they really weren't. I mean, they were a little bit, but not too much. Now you're going to get pretty much uh, weekly highlights of what Messi's doing – in Miami for this team oh, and more the ESPN and, and so. on ESPN. Yeah. And I, it's funny that you brought, um, cause if you, if you want, obviously it'll be by the time our listeners are hearing this, it won't matter, but tomorrow morning at uh, seven 45 central time, I believe it is. You can actually watch Miami's training training session. I was just about to say that. I was two, just two, about two. to say that. So Christ. Messi will be, I mean, again, this will happen after this podcast comes out, but Messi's training with Inter Miami starts on Tuesday morning, which will be broadcast live on Apple TV. The season's fast. Yep. So, I mean, um, no, you guys, this is, there are going to be so many Euro snobs mm-hmm. moving to MLS to watch it, to actually pay attention. 
like I said, this season it's going to be they'll watch it, and next season they'll watch it, and all of a sudden it, they'll get hooked and they'll they'll just keep watching it. And that's exactly what they're trying to do here. It's a it's a very calculated risk, but mm-hmm. the reality is, this is Lionel Messi. I'm sorry. I right. mean, there, you know, the, some people think Cristiano's bigger. No, Lionel Messi is the biggest soccer player though very small in stature um oh, yeah. there is. we saw that it's just reality of it did you did you see him standing next to that uh apple tv uh 360 reporter uh yeah. woman good gazi short you know what's yes, funny is i've got it, what's interesting about this uh i have a co-worker that just started working uh with me or for me uh, two months ago, he started in May 1st. He he worked for my company down or my company down in Argentina and he moved. He moved his himself and his family up to Minnesota. Never been in Minnesota before. Moved here to work for the company I'm working for now from Argentina. Now, to be fair, he's not the biggest soccer fan. It's one of the first questions I asked him, you know, <laughs> considering Argentina was coming off the World Cup win. And but he did come to me just a few weeks ago. And said, you know, brought up Messi and he's like, oh, are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm excited Messi started. And then, but one of the first things he says is, you know, he's not even the best player. He's not even the best player. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Who's the best player? And I didn't, in context, I didn't know where he was going, but he brought up Diego Maradona. Oh, Maradona. Sure. And so he, he was saying, okay, Maradona, he's not even the best Argentine player. And you guys are getting all excited, but he certainly, we're talking generationally here in our generation. Obviously, it's hard to make a case. I mean, you can make a case, David, like you started to do, but I, I don't know. Especially now with with you know Messi getting his his World Cup, uh, he's won everything. Yeah, I I mean I I just think, yeah, we I mean people could argue that point forever about whether it's Messi or Maradona, right? But um, anyway, I maybe would lean towards Maradona myself. But yes, I mean considering live active players i mean messy is it i mean there well, is mm. that's it it's I not mean, even people about are it. still shocked that he chose the united states which honestly saudi arabia the united states <laughs> seems pretty obvious well, which where's make, but where's he gonna get the, the money best... the money was different yeah, yeah where's he gonna get the best marketing opportunities well, right probably I mean, where's he gonna get probably here right where's he gonna right. get the best sponsorships here right and, and we already used to that. shop at Publix all the and, time, which is and we know, hands down the biggest thing ever. That, what a yeah, funny yeah. When, when was that earlier this week or late last yeah. week? That was yeah. that was pretty crazy. And you know, could he the, the funny thing is if he was where else in the world could he literally go to Publix and right. not be completely mobbed, completely mobbed? It, but like to the be video fair, that I saw, he was able to just push around the cart and it seemed kind of normal. Yeah, so to be fair, he did get stopped a few times. Well, he was at Publix, to, and he he graciously allowed pictures. You know what would be funny? I know for a fact. It, let's say I happen to be on vacation in Miami during that time. I guarantee you, if I was at that Publix when Messi was there, I wouldn't even notice because I kind of put I my blinders. I would either. I kind of put my blinders on. I don't look. Yeah. I don't look around as much as I should. I, I guarantee you, if I was there, I would have complete. And if it would have came back, I'm like what? Like I would completely miss him because I just don't yeah. look around. And you know, honestly, for me, I'm a, I've always been one of those people that I'm like, 
I just have a feeling, you know, they're pretty normal people. They do not want to be bugged by me. And I just yeah, like, I, probably wouldn't be. I just, I, I'd be like, holy shit, that's messy. And I would just keep going on. You yeah, know, it was, you know, I, this is, you know, I've done not... in those situations though. And this is the best thing to do, especially don't be a fanboy. Just say, hey, and say their name. Hey, what's up? When I saw Sinbad in Vegas, when he was walking down the hallway, it was just me and him. I'm like, hey, Sinbad, what's up? He's like, hey, man, bro, what's up? When I saw Keith Marler from Channel 9, the weather guy from Channel 9, I saw Keith Marler at Target. I'm like, hey, Keith, love the weather. He's like, thank you. You know, that's it. Yeah. You know, you don't, yeah, I agree. You don't fanboy them. You, just, you act like they're a regular person, but they're, right. they're famous. You just go, hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. I mean, I still remember years ago, I went to L.A., um, and I was walking down, I was in Hollywood and I was walking down, uh, Hollywood Boulevard and Nev Campbell walked past me mm-hmm. and it, I saw her walking towards me and I was like, man, she looks familiar. And it, as she passed me, I was like, holy shit, that's Nev Campbell. And it, I mean, it, and, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, it's, it would just, well, be, I think that's not me like, to do that but, either, but again yeah. but that's let's let's say this that's like you're you're a male and saying to a female is like weird especially a female movie star saying hey what's up nev as a guy though if you see a guy superstar it's a lot easier to be like hey what's up <laughs> you know or hi you know just like Maybe. play it off right yeah casual very casual um guys before but quickly i just want to mention this let's not get into this but I saw a meme the other day of him at, of of it made a meme of uh, he was check, Messi was checking out Publix and he's got the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup in his cart because mm. if you guys remember Miami is in the semifinals of the Open Cup right they are I forgot about that completely which plays on August twenty third so no there's a chance that he could get his first cup could be well if they don't win the least wow. cup. He could get his first cup. The Lamar Hunt Open Cup could be Lionel wow. Messi could be hoisting that. I thing. forgot about that. How cool would that be? Yeah. Which means he would be in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in it'd, be, it'd be nuts. Year. It'd be nuts. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, it's all coming together for Miami. I'm glad for them. Yeah. Happy for Miami. Good luck. Good It'll be guys. interesting to see because you know we were talking about standings. Miami's sitting there with 18 points, dead last, 15th, of course. Uh, yeah. in the east 15th place you know they're they're 12 points out of the playoffs as it sits right now so they've got some work to do over there finally they've played 22 so they've got 12 as well and they, they need his, all the help they can get he brought messy brought his friends too and so that's Boos, all that so yeah they they have help so we'll see what happens. it'll be an interesting so, it'll be an interesting story interesting is an understatement it'll be very cool to, to see what happens so so everybody knows League's Cup starts this week, guys, after the All-Star game. First year of this League's Cup between League MX and MLS. We have Puebla on Sunday night. And we are the away team, by the way, on Sunday night. Because, of course, they're not playing any of these games in Mexican stadiums. Now, will they play in Mexican stadiums if they do it again next year, I don't I know. I hope so. But I hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah, I would uh, hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we play uh, Sunday night, guys, against Puebla. Uh, let's make some predictions on the game. I know it's going to be kind of weird because we don't know how Heath is going to go into this league's cup. Does he? And play we know it? nothing about Puebla. No. And we know nothing about Puebla. Yeah. Does Does Heath play it uh, like 
loosey-goosey, kind of U.S. Open Cup, kind of eh, da-da-da-da. But does, or does he play it hardcore knowing that they're off for a whole month before we start the MLS season back up again? Um, that's the big question. Uh, I think I saw somebody uh, on Twitter today, one of the Loon's uh, Twitter accounts, uh, fan accounts, posted uh, a little quiz. Where do you think the where do you think the lose will end up? And I think like the majority of people, like half people, said they would get knocked, get to the knockout stage, and then lose in the knockout stage. So which sh- should happen because we're playing against Chicago and Puebla. I mean, I think we should be able to beat Chicago, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Let's do a round round robin, guys. Round table. Uh, predictions for the game: Sunday night against Puebla at home, Allianz Field. I'll go first. I'm going to pick the Loons to win two to one. Um, and my video has now cut out, so I look really stupid. Can you guys still hear me though? We can, can do, still hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good. It could have Tony. It could have been worse. You look fine, really. I have a big wide open game. I know I've cap- I've captured yeah. David on some much yeah. worse freezes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um yeah. Uh so they play Puebla and let's see if I can get this back. Oh nope, it's not gonna get it back. So as long as we can hear Great. you, Tony, you're fine. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, anyways, uh I'll pick the loons to win two to one. Uh Dave, what do you think? Um I don't know. I like you said, we don't know anything about Puebla. I, I was looking, I was looking at the standings and I always get confused with Clausura and Apertura. I think they're this point in the season it'd be Clausura, Clausura closing. It should be like four games in, I think. Yeah, they're they're three games in. So they're basically I I think they have in in those three games, they have uh two draws and one loss. Or no, I'm sorry, they have one draw and two losses. They're not doing so good. So yeah, I don't know. Their confidence is not good. Minnesota two zero at home gets the victory. Oh, I'm sorry. Technically two zero. Two, I'll go two nil. Two nil victory for Minnesota. It doesn't feel right, but I, I don't know. I, I I even though they've Minnesota has had some uh, recent success here as far as scoring goals, it's hard to get too optimistic yet. But I am being optimistic for predicting a two nil victory. So we'll see what happens. I I should um, say. Before you go, Dave, just so maybe to help you, looking at the Clausura standings in 2022, Puebla was actually finished fourth. So I don't know. They're they're you know maybe maybe they're just off to a tough start this year. So um, who have they played? Oh boy, let's see if I can look that up for you. I mean, As if you can't, well. don't don't worry about it. Yeah, let's let's see here. All right, just go. I can't get it. I right. look um, gosh, you know, this is, I mean, this is tough. Yeah, going into this blind, I, I don't think Heath is going to loosey goosey this. Well, that's right? a good. I, that's I, a good. That don't. is a good point because we don't. We we need to. We don't know how he's going to treat this tournament. We really don't. I, I, I would I like think to think we, he's going to take it seriously. Yeah, I, I think I'm going with Tony's two one because I, I don't see us shutting them out. I, I, I really don't. Um, but I think we've played well the last couple of games, um, and it, it's only going to get better. In I think 
I expect. I would think so. So, um, yeah, I, I think 2-1. That's it. That's, yeah, I'm going with Tony's. All right. 2-1? Good, good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So, yeah, the league steps coming up. Uh, we will not do a podcast next Sunday because we can't because they play at 8 o'clock. So we'll have to do this yep. on Monday if you guys are available, hopefully. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I have one funny story to talk about. And I had a couple, but I'm going to take this one today. Uh, this is from the New York Post. A woman was caught with five live snakes wrapped in stockings stuffed inside her bra after customs agents noticed weird body. Um woman was stopped at a Chinese border crossing point last month when customs agents noticed her weird body shape and found five live corn snakes stuffed inside her bra. The lumpy passenger had wrapped the critters in stockings and strapped them to her chest in an attempt to smuggle them through the Futon port in Shenzhen, a city that links Hong Kong to China's mainland. Uh, agents said the unidentified smuggler's strange shape gave her away her scheme. Shit. Customs did not disclose this woman's intent for seeking the slithering creatures in the country or what charges she faces, nor the snakes were safely handed over to zoo officials. Corn snakes, sometimes called red rat snakes, are native to the southeastern United States. Uh, they've been popular, growing in popularity among Japanese Chinese, or sorry, Chinese animal lovers. Um, yeah, so they stopped her because she had uh, snakes in her bra. Oh. Wow. I mean, I that's, that's funny. We have corn snakes everywhere down here. Um, that's interesting. And the funny thing is, guys, there's a picture, and the the, the pictures not they're not like baby snakes. They're pretty big snakes. It's like I don't, how she thought she could put these in her bra and make it look like non conspicuous is very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at the post article right now. I I don't know. I mean. It, you know, these aren't even attractive corn snakes. There are much nicer corn, nicer looking corn snakes out here. Um, where they look, so the corn snake and the coral snake look very similar. Um, the coral snake is the poisonous one. Um, it's, and it depends on how the colors are. Um, red, it's, there's a phrase down here. It's called red on yellow kills a fellow. Red on black, safe for Jack, I think is what it is. Oh, um, and and so coral snakes, of course, are red on yellow because poisonous. Um, and it, the one that I'm looking at on the post article, it's not even attractive. It's actually kind of orangish. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm look. I just had to laugh because I pull, had to pull the story too, and some of the pictures are pretty pretty wild. Yeah. It's it's. It, I, just, I, I don't get it. Weird body. <laughs> I can see and why that, it would be a weird body shape. Yeah, I, I can yeah, see yeah. why too. Yeah. Hey, that, fact, that lady, yeah, it's, it's fairly obvious. Let's put it that, that way. That lady, that lady's boobs are moving over there. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Their boobs yeah, are kind yeah. of moving. And, it, I get that. and worse is they're like sticking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least the one yeah. photo I've seen, they're like sticking out of the bra. Yeah. So there's uh, like tentacles coming out of the bra. And there's a good yeah. picture of like at least four of the bags of the snakes. Yeah, the bags. Up. I mean, it's like come bad on, for the snakes. Really? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's awesome. Now, uh, the guys, uh, they said they, uh, in June, a man was arrested for hiding six live ball pythons uh, inside his cotton socks. They must have been small ones. Uh, last, small. Month, last month, a, a man was caught hiding 112 Nintendo Switch game cards in his shoes at the same airport, at the same port. 
Well, I guess you can't bring. I, I bet you can't bring in like games from like other countries or so. I don't know. Uh, oh I said, then, yeah. Then I said They're in probably January, banned in China. Yeah, I said in January, a woman was found at hidden two thousand four hundred and fifteen SD cards <laughs> in her <laughs> underwear after agents <laughs> noticed she was walking in a strange way. That's a lot of SD cards. Holy I shit. bet she was. Yeah, that's a lot of SD cards. My God. Wow. But the things that people go through to try to get through uh, security it just boggles my mind. It's like, come on. They're going to find out. I mean, Jesus. So, uh, Yeah. Wow. I, in fact, I, I think I like the SD card story better. Yeah, that's yeah. what in the world. Yeah, she was uh, trying to put SD cards in her underwear. It's crazy shit, man. Wait, so wait, were um, those stories all from the same point of entry? I don't think so. Right? I don't think it's. I don't think so. This the one that Nintendo Switch was through the same port. Uh, January okay. must have been. January must have been another port in China, probably. Um, but Guns yeah. Zen. Hmm. I mean, what what do you need twenty four hundred SD cards for, anyways? I mean, unless you're trying yeah. to like sell them oh, you, on the black market. But, well, that's what I would guess, but but yes. what a, a single individual, I wouldn't think, <laughs> think would need. Oh, I mean, can you not buy SD cards in China? Uh, as far I as I know, you can. Yeah. Well, I don't. So, what would make them special? To yeah, I don't. I don't know. That is weird. That's really weird. And I can't find the story about the lady with the SD cards. So huh. obviously it wasn't a big story at that point, but yeah. All right. So there's your there's your reminder for the day, guys. Do not try to smuggle snakes into other I countries. Mean, I, I mean, I was trying to smuggle in like booze and stuff like that for my two month or my month long quarantine. I, I was not yeah. definitely not uh, trying to smuggle, <laughs> smuggle in snakes. But. Yeah, don't smuggle in snakes. So uh, all right, guys, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Nothing. No, no, it's still good. Yeah, I think we covered it all. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, thanks again to our music, uh, intro music from Grand Holler. Uh, I don't think they have anything upcoming right now, but if they do, I will uh, talk about it on the next podcast. And for myself, for myself, Tony and Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go, Go loons. loons. Go loons.